I'd like to bring in our first guest this morning. Jake Hanley joins us. He's the managing director. He's a senior portfolio strategist at Tecrium Trading LLC. Jake, welcome. Good morning. And I think congratulations in order. Let's begin right away with the uh, news. Tecrium's new fund declared effective last night, uh, set to begin trading. Good morning. Set to begin trading on May 17th on the NYSE. And it looks like it's going to hold corn, wheat, soybean, sugar futures contracts. Tell us more, Jake. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ben. Pleasure to be here. Nice to see you again. Uh, yes, so we are very excited to announce that our newest uh, product is now uh, uh, has been accepted by the SEC and is effective. Our first day of trading will be May the 17th, so it's not yet available, but it will be traded on the New York Stock Exchange. And as you said, it will hold corn, wheat, soybean, and sugar futures contracts. And importantly, uh, this fund will not issue the K-1 tax form. And so we have learned that there are a number of brokerage platforms out there uh, that don't let investors hold products issuing a K-1 in certain types of accounts. And so, as you know, there's lots of demand for agricultural commodities right now. Um, and so we hope to make it easier for, for those investors to access uh, this strategy in those accounts. I was going to say, Jake, uh, a timely uh, release here, considering, I mean, uh, I want to get into what's been playing out in terms of grains here, but they tie directly into that inflation narrative. We've been talking about commodities in general, whether it's crude oil, uh, energy products, some of the metals. I mean, ultimately, it seems like the passing of the baton in terms of one product's rallying into these new highs while the others are kind of easing. But for the most part, uh, commodities have really tied directly into that inflation discussion. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And you brought up Powell's comments from yesterday saying there's lots of things that they can't control. Yeah. And, and the Fed cannot control supply. And they admit that. And we know that they strip out, okay, energy and food from the core PCI number, which is what the Fed's trying to manage to core PCI, because those areas are very volatile and depend on supply and demand dynamics. And the supply and demand dynamics in grains right now, uh, it's very, very tight. And the report we got yesterday confirmed a lot of what we've been hearing uh, in private reports, which is that wheat and corn global balance sheets will continue to tighten next year. Okay, and so that's a big deal because it suggests that these relatively high food prices we have currently are likely to remain elevated hmm. for an extended period of time. Um, and so, you know, that's that's bad news for the consumer. Talk to us about, uh, about what they're citing in terms of these expectations and imagine it, it ties back to some of the discussions we've had. Russia, uh, war in Ukraine, ultimately, uh, as well as, uh, I mean, we've had situations with weather that have been a factor as well. I mean, here in the U.S., for example, colder and wetter uh, are spring than normal. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say this report was very constructive and that it, it confirmed, again, a lot of what the private analysts have been mm -hmm. looking at. Um, the situation in Ukraine, you can't overestimate or overstate how devastating it is. Uh, there is a lot of grain, about 20 million metric tons, locked up in storage right now. Uh, the majority of that's in the city of Odessa, which is under attack. Um, and so what we're watching very closely immediately is you know, the uh, grain storage facilities there. Are they going to be damaged? Is that grain going to be damaged? And it's really important that that grain starts to move out of the country because there is going to be a harvest in Ukraine. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to be substantial. And the USDA is, is showing us that they expect uh, wheat production in Ukraine to be down about 35% versus last year and the coming year. Corn production to be down more than 50%. Uh, exports being hit, of course. 
And so it's a, it's a real tough situation out of the Black Sea region. I will note there was a surprise yesterday too. You mentioned the weather in the U.S. Slow planting progress in the Corn Belt uh, has the USDA revising yields lower. Mm. And when I say revising, they issue an outlook in February. Uh, the trend line yield forecast was for 181 uh, bushels per acre on the corn yield. Well, they came out and said that's going to be 177. And they cited the slow planting progress and the weather issues that we're facing here. Uh, you know, let the analysts debate if that's too much of a revision too soon. Uh, but directionally, we think it's correct. And really, the attention is going to be focused on U.S. weather uh, as the crop does get planted and as we look to the summer months, which are looking to be dry and uh, and warm. So as we look to uh, price activity, I mean, ultimately, uh, it sounds like expectations are that we hold elevated levels, uh, corn, wheat, beans. I mean, for the most part, not uh, posting new highs for the year at this point. But I, I've been watching price. It's really kind of just consolidating and uh, forming an area of value near these highs that we saw uh, just a month or so ago. Yeah, and you do a great job working through the, the charts, Ben. I always enjoy listening to you. Um, if you look at the wheat uh, futures charts, I think we, we've seen some inflows over the last couple of days. Uh, and I think it's on a constructive chart pattern. Uh, you know, looking at those charts, it, it suggests some, some technical uh, support for that price. But again, we are at elevated prices, okay? And so for any financial advisors or investors out there looking to incorporate our strategies, including our newest one, and I forgot to mention the ticker, which is TILL, T-I-L-L, um, you know, just keep your wits about you and stay sharp because these prices are high. Now, what we've seen, and you talked about the traditional, you know, risk on risk off and, and treasury yields backing off as money moves into treasuries over the last few days, that's a good sign of normalcy in the markets. One of the normalcies that we've seen is that grains have once again outperformed stocks in a correction. Hmm. And we've always cited this report that we put out, which has cited that uh, 10 out of the last 11 stock market corrections, uh, grains have outperformed the S&P 500. Now we're, we're working on putting out 11 out of the last 12. And so once this bottom is confirmed, we, we will likely be able to say that. Well, to that point, I mean, uh, we talk about grains uh, being a, a hedge uh, ultimately. And uh, sometimes I think that confuses our viewers. Could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So basically what we're referring to there is for the, the advisor, financial advisor or investor who's building a strategic portfolio where they want to have some assets that zig when others zag. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the idea of protecting the downside, you know, as most portfolios are heavily allocated to equities um, and more so these days because bonds have been a tough place to be, of course, um, we see that in investors want to have those things that help protect on the downside. When stocks are going lower, what are the things that have low correlations uh, that might protect my overall portfolio? Um, and grains have been that place historically. And, and of course, in this, this latest route, um, have played that role once again. Let's take a quick look at CORN. This is uh, a pretty good example of what Jake was just speaking to in terms of, uh, again, Tecrium's uh, corn ETF here. It's holding up around this $30 level, up to 30.30 recently before coming back off. But again, uh, these commodities, we've been talking about how, well, in the indices, it seems like we've shifted to a sell the rip type uh, mentality. Commodities, it still seems like the buy the dip is uh, pretty alive and well here. As we move into uh, the, well, uh, spring uh, or late spring here, early summer, Jake, what should we be watching in addition to Ukraine, weather, uh, the strong dollar, I guess, is a factor to consider here as well. What do we have our eye on finally as we kind of wrap it all up here? Yeah, wrapping it all up, I, I would say the dollar, don't put too much weight on the dollar in these markets, only because fundamentally, 
uh, people need to eat. And mm -hmm. there's so much grain that's that's not online right now out of the Black Sea region. Uh, really just look at the supply and demand situation. Um, and I would say there is there is good news in the soybean balance sheet. The world um, is looking to add soybeans to ending stocks next year, so I don't want to miss that. 20% production increase estimated for Brazil and Argentina, roughly. That's a big production increase. We need South American weather uh, in next fall and moving through next winter to be to be good to support that increase. But getting more soybeans on the global balance sheet is a good thing. Uh, so, you know, watch for that as well. Okay, we're going to keep an eye on, well, ticker symbol S-O-Y-B-C-O-R-N and W-E-A-T. Take a quick look here at S-O-Y-B again, soybeans, the ETF. And Jake, before we let you go, what was the ticker uh, again? Yeah, for the new, it's the Two Cream Agricultural Strategy, no K-1 ETF, ticker T-I-L-L, TIL. Hill. We'll keep an eye on it. Appreciate you joining us here and ending the week with us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Jake Hanley, the Managing Director, Senior Portfolio Strategist at Tikrium Trading LLC.